Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 74 of the Ambitious Freelancer Podcast. Today, I'm talking about how I balance my freelance and full-time work. So if you've been listening to me this season, you know I got a job. Your girl got a full-time job, and she's probably been talking about it way too much. But I know so many freelancers balance full-time work and freelancing, and I've talked to even some freelancers who do that, like Leanne, a few months ago, like at the beginning of the year, I talked to her, and she talked about how she balances so I wanted to give some advice on what I've been doing to balance this is my first time balancing freelancing with a full-time job and so there's so much I'm learning every single day about how to do and how to do it properly so I just wanted to share a couple of things that I've been personally doing to balance it all but know that I am not perfect by any means and that balance is never really all that easy even when I was just freelancing and doing some vlogging there was always a lot that I needed to get done and I had to balance everything even then so with a full-time job I'm balancing even more so I really wanted to talk about that today so let's get into it I had Amanda here to talk to you guys about my newest planner, the Weekly Ambitious Freelancer Planner. So if you've been around for a while, you know that last fall I put out this really amazing planner called the 90 Day Ambitious Freelancer Planner. It was amazing, but it was really focused on like starting your freelance career and just like getting 90 good days of content and structure in your life. So this planner, the Weekly Ambitious Freelancer Planner is really, I would say either a replacement or like an extension of that planner that's supposed to go with you throughout the year and help you create that structure in your life as a freelancer, whether you're a beginner or you are more intermediate. So I'm super pumped for you guys to get this planner. It's available on Amazon now and I can't wait for you guys to get it in your hands and use it. So I'll be using it obviously in my life and sharing that on social media as well with you guys. If you're into planning and you want to start getting your freelance life together, go pick it up on amazon.com right now. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. So let's talk about balancing freelancing and full-time work. So I'm not like the best at it and it's not like a scale of like freelance work, full-time work. Like I have a lot of other things on my plate. I have this podcast. I have a blog that I like to run. I have multiple websites with that. So like there's so much more than just freelancing and full-time work on my plate. And I also like to spend time with my family and, you know, also just like to, you know, have time to play Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is like a whole like little thing in my calendar at this point. Like I wake up in the morning and I play Animal Crossing. Like it's a problem, but it's a problem I love. So like there's so much going on and my life is not just like freelance, full-time work. Gotta choose between the two and those are the only things I can choose between. So like when I say balancing freelance and full-time work, I will say like my whole life is not dedicated to the two. I like to sleep at least like five to six hours a night you know I like to get a good couple of hours of good sleep for me when it comes to balancing this I also have to balance all the other things I like to do every single day so I'm not just working 24 7 so these are some of the things that I can do to just like use my time as wisely as possible so let's get into it so the first thing is to use a planner to plan my days wisely. So I actually use a combination of a day designer and Google Calendar. And also I use a little bit of Asana for work because that's where we do like some of our more bigger, some of our planning at work. We all have Asana plans and it's something, it's interesting 
And I like Asana, but I just don't technically use it a ton throughout the week. But I do have to use it to like showcase what I'm doing when we have our marketing meetings. And we use it a lot for our sales and marketing meetings and stuff like that. So I do use Asana somewhat throughout the week. But typically, I use Google Calendar and I use my weekly data designer planner. So I, you know, I have my planner, the Weekly Ambitious Freelancer Planner. You should definitely go get it. And I typically use a little bit of that too. But my typical, like, especially work planners... And things like that. And even a little bit of my like freelance plan. But really my data designer is my like work planner to be honest. I I plan a lot of my work day in that. And occasionally I might add a couple of like freelance tasks in there. But it's mostly for work. And my Google Calendar I add like some of my to-dos for like freelancing. And that's where really a lot of that comes in. And just also random things for work get put into my Google Calendar too. Like a ton of my work tasks get put into Google Calendar. So it's all synced to my phone and to my iPad and stuff like that. And so when I do my Google Calendar entries for my work that I have to do for freelancing, one thing that I've started doing with that is adding in a little bit of extra information into my Google Calendar entries. So for me, it's usually the word count of the articles I have due. So I can look at a glance and say, oh, this week I need to write 2000 words for clients. Or this week I need to write 1500 words or 500 words or I need to write an outline for a client or I need to do this so it's really important for me to have that information at a glance so that some going through my calendar I can be like oh I need this 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 and this done for me that's what works you might find a different thing works for you when it comes to your Google Calendar. But I definitely wouldn't just put due dates in there. I would actually give it a little bit more credence. Because writing a 2,000 word article is a lot different from writing a 500 word article. And so knowing that an article exists and needs to get done is one thing. But actually knowing how much you have to write is another thing. And that is really important information to have. So I would definitely write in like exactly what that word count is, especially if you're a writer. So that way you can like look at it from a glance and just give everything you put in your calendar a little bit more credence so that you guys know. Like at a glance for the week, I have to write 3,000 words or whatever it is. Or at a glance this week, I need to write an outline. I need to do a social media strategy. I need to do X, Y, and Z. That way you actually are understanding what you need to do instead of just seeing that it's due. And Google Calendar holds more information than you think. So don't be afraid to kind of lengthen those titles so you can see at a glance what you need to get done. So the second thing, the second way I balance is by batching tasks if it's possible. So today is a lovely Saturday. I am recording two episodes. I created two outlines and then I sat down and recorded two episodes of this podcast. I did it back to back. You know, my voice is going to be shot after this, but... It's really important for me to be able to do that. I'll just drink some tea and I'll be fine. So it's really important to batch those tasks if it is possible because batching tasks, batching like tasks are really key to staying in the zone. So a lot of times when we're working, we are doing a million tasks and I have a job where I do a million different tasks. And if I don't give myself focus time to actually like settle into one task and I don't block out my calendar that way at work, it's hard for me to focus so if you can batch like writing blog posts batch writing social media updates batch recording your podcast if you can do that and like stop getting out of those like switching modes like you're gonna have such a better time so if you can spend uh, spend 
time hours or i would say hours not like minutes but like hours focusing on like one specific task you're gonna get it knocked out it's gonna get done your life's gonna be so much easier so batch task if you can and just keep that in your calendar like block out times in your goal calendar block out times on like your day-to-day calendar whatever however you do it like make sure you're blocking out times to get those things done so you can get it done all at once instead of like going in a million different directions what i do um for number three is i just use all of my like random times to my advantage so that's mornings that's lunch time that's evenings that's weekends like i'm definitely a weekend warrior i get a lot of stuff done on the weekends i definitely like to wake up a little bit early in the morning than i need to to get a few things done I use my lunchtime wisely, so that might mean meal prep so it's easier for you to, like, sit down during lunch and actually get work done. I typically take, like, the early evening off. Like, I usually just sit and we watch, like, we've been binging NCIS, so I'll usually binge that. Or we're probably done by the time this episode goes up because it is currently like late September and we are on like season 16. So we're probably done by the time this goes up. But prior to this, we were like binging NCIS and like we like to binge shows on like Netflix or something. We might move on to another NCIS franchise probably at this point. But like we like to binge and I'll usually binge a few episodes in the afternoon after I get off work in like the early evening basically like around dinner time so we'll eat dinner we'll watch tv it's like really something we do and then after that after like around like eight or nine I'll usually come back to my office and work on some stuff and work until like midnight and so that's something that I typically try to do is just use my evenings to my advantage and then Lunchtime, I'll usually like create a little to-do list if I can to just like get some lunchtime task done. I'm like all over the place, you guys. Weekends, I usually create like some kind of weekend to-do list and just tackle it Saturday and Sunday. And don't get, even get me started on a four day, on a three-day weekend, but also three-day weekends aren't really that actually that great because then when you come back to work you just have to do five days worth of work in four days and it's a whole hot mess so that's one thing but yeah so weekends I I typically try to create like some kind of to-do list so that I can really just like tackle that all weekend instead of just tackling like one to-do list per day I just do one big weekend to-do list and just like try to get some stuff tacked off every single day number four so I just try to make sure I'm tapping into my feelings regularly I feel like when you're balancing a lot of activity it's really easy to like forget that you're human and forget that you probably need to take breaks and forget that you know there's so many things that you need to do to keep yourself sane so I just try to make sure I'm tapping into my feelings regularly because burnout can sneak up on you if you let it like sometimes you're like going and going and going and going before you know it like you're like oh my goodness I need to stop so I make sure that I don't let it sneak up on me I try to make to take some weekends off at least one weekend a month I try to like really just chill out and not get on the computer I'm a weekend warrior but also at the same time you can't work every single day so here's the thing our brain understands that we're not working 24 7 but working seven days a week is really hard even if you're not working all day every day from sun up to sundown and you're like taking those hours off like your brain does need like a real 
time off. And it can be hard for me because my brain is also in a way where I like to work. I like to do something like the act of just like sitting around and not doing anything. is also kind of scary to me. <laughs> like it's really a challenge for my brain to wrap around like taking time off, but also not taking too much time off. And when I do nothing, it can be really challenging for me to sit in that nothingness but I have to do it I have to do it because I can't work 24 7 I can't work every week and then on the weekends and do that consistently forever so even though I don't know what to do when I do nothing like I have to try I have to learn to try I have to learn to relax now that I've been playing Animal Crossing like and playing video games and such like I never I haven't really been playing video games in a really long time because I really don't have any video games recently that I've been really loving um but when I found Animal Crossing it's just been really relaxing and helping me take a little bit more time off to like just play video games and it's been really fun I've been like putting a lot of time and effort into my island and building it up and it's been really helpful for me to like just have something to do outside of my work and so it might be take it might take some time for you to understand like what that is that might be exercise for you that might be like going to the beach I don't know like whatever it is for you you got to find it and it might take some time for you to find that activity that you can do to just chillax um but I really encourage you to take that time to try to find it so that way you can actually relax and take some time off and just grow in that so you know come up with those activities that will keep burnout at a distance for you step away from the computer for a few hours every day like go outside it's fall right now it's very beautiful out for a lot of us so step away from the computer get outside i try to go to bed at by midnight every night and typically until recently this hasn't been like super easy for me but after i've got a full-time job i'm typically in bed by midnight I'm not necessarily asleep by midnight, but I'm in bed by midnight. And then often that means I'm asleep by one. Sometimes too, if I'm having like a really hard time falling asleep. But I try to be in bed by midnight every night so that I can get up in the morning and feel somewhat okay. So you just want to figure out what that looks like for you. So also number tip number five for balancing this is keeping distractions at bay and keeping track of them to ensure they don't that they don't get out of control so here's the thing we need to make sure that the time we spend working is spent working as much as possible because if we don't our brain is still associating what we are doing with work so even if you're browsing facebook even if you're thinking about animal crossing while you're trying to get work done your brain is not going to see it that way so even if you think oh browsing facebook is fun your brain is still kind of in work mode so it's still kind of considering you to be in work mode and so you'll feel like you're in work mode even if you spent the whole day browsing facebook and pinterest and doing what you do so you want to get those distractions keep those distractions at bay while you're working so that your work feels like work and you're actually getting work done so it's so easy to get distracted but 
you don't have really time for it. You don't have time for that. So you want to keep an eye on phone usage and lock it away if it gets to be too much. A lot of phones these days have like some kind of tracker on there to see like where you've been spending your time. Look through that, see like where those things are. A lot of apps have some like blockers on them. So my Instagram, I tell it to remind me if I've been on the app for an hour. Sometimes I'll stay on the app even after I get the notification. But it's interesting to see it and to understand that it's there. And then it helps me having the app send me that notification helps me understand, oh, you've been on Instagram too long. Even if I ignore that notification, it's still good to have it there. You might want to use a site blocker like Freedom to control browsing so that you're staying on work-related sites. And If you can, sometimes I just turn off my Wi-Fi completely on my computer for a few hours or a few, like, a little bit if I don't really need the internet to do my job. So sometimes I'll work on just a Word document instead of being on the internet, and I'll just turn off the Wi-Fi and get some work done that way. So that might be something you're interested in doing. If you're just noticing that you're doing a lot of Wi-Fi browsing or browsing on Wi-Fi, you can just turn it off. This isn't a thing. You can get someone to change the password on the Wi-Fi and then turn off the Wi-Fi and all that good stuff. It's a bit of a... It's a bit much, but it's something you can do. So just like keep those distractions at bay. Understand where your time is going so that you can focus better. So tip number six is to use productivity techniques to get work done quicker. What I love to do is use a combination of the Pomodoro technique and focus music. So the Pomodoro technique is a technique that allows you to take strategic breaks. So basically... Our brain doesn't work in like these like sprints of like, like we say, oh, we're spending all day focusing. We're spending like the morning focusing and we're just doing like the utmost in work. But chances are you're probably not focusing as much as you think you're focusing. Like chances are you're probably focusing for like 10 minutes or like 25 minutes. And then like you're just doing a bunch of other stuff in between. So with the Pomodoro technique, basically you take a 25 minute working. You can extend this. Like it doesn't have to be 25 minutes, but the typical Pomodoro is 25 minutes of work, a five minute break. And then on every fourth Pomodoro, like every fourth 25 minute period after that fourth 25 minute focus project or focus sprint, basically, you take like a longer 15 to 25 minute break. So that looks like 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, 25 minutes on, and like 15 minutes off, like or 15, 20, 25 minutes off. So it's four focus sessions, three short breaks, one long break. And that is basically like around two, two and a half hours of time. And you are surpri- you'd be surprised how much you get done. So basically, here's how a Pomodoro works in its most efficient form. You write out the task you want to get done. You know how many Pomodoros that task takes. So maybe writing a blog post takes three Pomodoros. So maybe writing a blog post takes three Pomodoros and answering people on social media takes one Pomodoro. So you, you know, you can do that one Pomodoro at first and do like, that answering people on social media and then take a break and then you write your blog post for those other three pomodoros taking breaks in between those times and so what you do during those breaks 
is you get up, you stretch, you walk around the room. You don't like talk on the phone or anything that's going to be like a super distraction, but you might like get up, stretch, grab an apple or a snack. An apple or a snack, I don't know why I said that, like a snack, grab a snack. You might go to the bathroom, you might get some fresh air outside for a few minutes. Like do something really simple in those breaks off of the computer, like get away from the computer for a few minutes, then come back to the computer and sit down at the five minute mark and get back to work. So that's the hard part. It's like making sure those breaks are five minute breaks and they're they're not long. And then on those longer breaks, you can do things like, you know, eating lunch or doing something else. You might decide that you only need like one big Pomodoro time during the day, or you might want to do all of your days as Pomodoros. If you work a full-time job though, chances are you can't do your whole entire day as a pomodoro but you might be able to take some of those like principles and do it for a little bit and then i for like the real productivity you know amazingness i also add and some focus music so i use a site called brain fm so it's brain.fm it is a paid site i pay for it it is so worth it in my opinion it is one of my best investments that i make every year so I highly encourage you to do the same. So Brain FM is basically like brain boosting music, I guess you could say. Uh, Basically, it is um, they use science backed stuff to basically manipulate your brain into being more productive. I'm really not sure 100% how it works. They have focus music. They have sleepy music. They have like just relaxing, like reading book music, basically. So they have a lot of different programmed options in their app and on their website and basically you just listen to the music and as you listen to the music you'll grow like more productive so basically they encourage you to like use headphones like over your headphones or like really good noise canceling headphones put those in your ears listen as you work and then as you work more like you'll become more focused the first time i tried the brain of music it was kind of a weird experience like it I had a productivity headache. I got so much done, but I also had a headache at the end of it because it's it can be a bit jarring to use focus music like Brain FM, but I really like it. It's all lyrics-free. I don't listen to lyrics music, music with lyrics while I'm working if I can help it because I usually just end up singing along. So I typically like to use like a focus music like Brain FM to do that. So here are some other things that I like to do. Clearing my mind with like brain dumps. So if I have a lot on my mind, I'll just like get out a piece of paper or I'll get out Sarah Steckler's, she has like a brain dump book. So I'll get out that or like I'll just get out a sheet of paper and just like dump out like everything that's on my mind or I'll use my notes app or whatever to just like get out all the random stuff that's in my head because you don't have to hold that. And if you don't hold it, if you don't have it in your head and you just dump it out on paper, it's so much easier. I like to clear my mind and like get whatever I'm thinking out on paper. Another thing I like to do is outline my work before I write it. So it's easier to just write it. If I know what I'm going to say, like I know a general outline of what I'm going to say, saying it's so much easier. So I like to do a little outlining. Also, I like to just work during the time of day when I feel most productive. I think a lot of us, we let our calendars get run by other people instead of running them ourselves. And so when we do that, we just we just have so much going on. So working during the times of day where I feel most productive and most happy to work, which is usually like kind of in the morning time, I try to give myself that time to really work. And in the evening, I feel productive too. So just giving myself time to work during a time when I feel most productive is important to me. Number seven, don't feel the need to be the fastest 
freelancer are the fastest anything, but specifically freelancing. Because with your day job, you kind of have to follow probably someone else's timeline. But with freelance work, you can decide your timeline. I know so many people are like, I can do this in three days, but why? Because you never know what's going to happen in those three days. So why would you give yourself like the like a, a deadline that's that is that unforgiving? Like yes, you could probably get it done in three days, but would it be the best you could do? And what if something comes up and you have to tell someone, hey, I actually can't get you that in three days? So sometimes you should leave things to yourself. So maybe you can get it done in three days, but you say you can get it done in a week. Or maybe you say you can get it done in a week, but you say you're gonna give yourself two weeks. So the, give yourself time because you never know what's going to happen and you never know what you might have to deprioritize or change around or put on hold so just make sure you're giving yourself enough time to actually get the work done i typically tell people i can get things done in like one to two weeks just kind of depending on how i'm feeling mainly because i want to give myself time to write content and sometimes i know that it's going to be a long day at work and i'm going to come home or you know come home in quotes because i work from home but you know i'm going to be at home and I'll just have like the worst day at work <laughs> or like the longest day at work. And then I won't feel like doing any of what was happening. So, you know, give yourself time to get work done in a way that doesn't rush you or make you stay up to like 3 a.m. writing an article because you said you could get it done in three days. You don't have to do that. And so number eight, the last tip I'm going to share today, the last way I'm going to share today, the last, I don't know, piece of advice is to put things on hold or do you prioritize certain activities if you need to. So your full-time job is probably all always going to be your main priority because those are things you really can't put to the side that's your day job you know that is something you've decided that i'm going to give 40 hours of my week to and that's important so if you have that certain activity you probably can't deprioritize it to that extent maybe you could take some time off or something like use your vacation days or something but you can't really put things on hold or deprioritize that but what you can do is you know deprioritize certain activities like a little bit of freelance work or like any of your side projects so during my last interview with samantha we talked about deprioritization and how she usually deprioritizes some of her activities like her blog or her podcast to focus on the client work more because that's the stuff that pays her so she is a full-time freelancer so i don't really deprioritize for my freelance work i mostly deprioritize because i like i need that time or i don't really have the bandwidth after working full-time so don't be afraid to deprioritize certain things or just like for me what i did was i ended up hiring out so i hired a freelancer to help me with the happy arkansan and stuff like that so figure out like what you can't handle and then figure out like how to like deprioritize certain things but also give them a time limit for when you want to bring them back so i ended up deprioritizing this podcast for a few months while i was like getting adjusted to my full-time job but i knew that eventually i wanted to bring it back into the fold and i made sure that it was a option for me to bring it back into the fold eventually and i think that's really important for you as you're thinking about you know deprioritizing certain activities that you do to make sure that you have a timeline for when you want to bring them back so they're not just deprioritized forever so yes make sure you put things on hold but make sure you also bring them back if they are valuable to you if you find value in them if you love doing it because you can't lose sight of the things that you actually love to do even if you have to deprioritize them or put them on hold for a little while 
So there you have it. Episode 74 of The Ambitious Freelancer is in the books. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode about how I balanced my freelance and full-time work and that you got some tips and tricks if this is something that you're struggling with as a freelancer who is using freelancing as a side hustle. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. Definitely let me know what your tips for balancing freelance and full-time work is. Maybe in the Facebook group. Maybe you can just message me on Instagram at that ambitious freelancer or you can email me at amanda at theambitiousfreelancer.com like there are so many ways to get in contact with me and i can't wait to hear from you and see how you manage all of this talk to you guys later bye